take action today. Your first step on leaving home and getting out is throwing away your toaster and realizing you can eat bread in different ways. <laughs> this is the $5 Planet Travel Podcast. I'm Tomo. And I'm Megzi. And we bring you the formula to discover travel freedom. Step one, learn the secrets of affordable long-term travel. Every Thursday, we'll show you how we travel the world in style, full-time, for as little as $300 per person per month. Step two, learn how to create enough online income to support your travel lifestyle. Every Monday, we interview digital entrepreneurs who reveal the methods they use to get paid wherever they are in the world. So join us twice a week for Money Mondays and Travel Thursdays. And discover travel freedom on the $5 Planet Travel Podcast. This is Money Mondays, episode 001. Subscribe right now in iTunes. On today's episode, we speak to marketing and new media expert, Coach Deb Cole, about why discovering travel freedom is so freaking awesome. One day you're going to wake up and realize you're always free. I think we're we're raised in a certain pattern and we think a certain way because of the culture that we were brought up in. That Once you start traveling and you realize there's this freedom that you have, it's, yeah, you wake up and you're like, wow, I was always free. I just never acted upon it. Deb also tells us how you need to structure your marketing plan for 2015. In 2015, it's a little bit different. It's a little more competitive. It's like everybody has a website, everybody has a blog, and now it's about everyone having a social media site. So whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, in Instagram, you have to be where your clients are and where they're looking for you. So if it's media attention you're looking for, find out where your media outlets are, and that's where you start developing those relationships. Okay. This is the news. Dun, 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 dun. We might get that more professional one day. Ah, oh, no, we don't need a proper jingle for that. <laughs> that was a, that was a real news sound. You do it like BBC Two. It's time for the news. BBC Radio. Camp news. Well, this isn't the camp news. This is the business news for us. Yeah, what we've been up to. The hustle. What have we been hustling in this last week to get stuff done? Yes. Us? If you're following this podcast, then one of the important things we want to get across is we're doing this for real. And in 2015, we feel that we are on the cusp. We're moving from that, that transitional phase where we were beginners, where we were just learning the ropes to actually making serious money. You've got the people before us who don't know what WordPress is and are just getting into it. You've got the people after us who are making shitloads of money. But it's this transition phase Getting from being a beginner to being a pro, that's the hard part, right? That's like the hardest part. Yeah. So, you know, because the information is out there to get easy things, the easy stuff, it's all out there. All the basics are covered online. And once you're a pro, you already know what you're doing. So you don't really need to listen to millions of podcasts. It's this middle section that's tough. So hopefully we're going to be able to give you guys a bit of an insight into this journey from us making just $100 a month or maybe $200 a month, which we're doing at the moment, to making a few thousand dollars a month, which we hope to be doing within the next year or so. So it's going to be a nice, long, well, hopefully short process um, <laughs> yeah. where we start making money. And yeah, you guys can follow our entire journey and hopefully replicate similar things. Like all this information that we're throwing out there is for you guys to take and use. And we all can have really successful blogs and travel freedom. Yeah. So currently, let's give a little roundup of our income for the last year or so, just to give you an idea of what sort of stuff we've been making money from. And then you can see which point we're at and where we're going to be going in the future. So our main income has come from affiliate sales and through our ebook, which is a travel guide to Burma. Uh, we make some money on Amazon from that and we make some money on our website by selling it directly. Uh, we were making a decent amount of money when the book first came out and now it's getting quite old. We've had the book out for over a year and uh, the sales are starting to dwindle, but that's natural with a book that's got a 
an expiry date on it because it's all specifically up-to-date information which is no longer as up-to-date. Yeah, so things we would have done differently in that aspect was bring out an ebook that has evergreen content. That's what everyone's seeking, right? That's the golden ticket, but yeah. it doesn't mean that everybody can think of it. But as a first product, it's done quite well. So, you know, we've, we've made a decent steady sort of two to $300 a month when it came out and now sort of about 100 to $150 a month. Uh, so it's a little bit of pocket money. It's obviously not something you're going to live off. The other thing we make money from is affiliate sales. And mostly that's because we've got a couple of really strong posts that have got good SEO that are about our packing. Packing list is one of the main ones. That's sort of like the third most popular page on our website. Gets a lot of traffic and every single product on there has got an Amazon affiliate link. So we make maybe $50 to a month or so with Amazon. And there's a couple of other affiliates that we've got. And this is something that's just starting to work for us in January. Uh, this is our January section. We're starting to make a little bit of money from recommending house sitting because house sitting is something we do all the time. We've been using trustedhousesitters.com, which has been the only house sitting site out of all the ones that we joined that has consistently seen us getting accommodation every month. Yeah, this month we're in London. And as you probably know, London is uber expensive. But with house sitting, we are staying in London for free. Yeah, and we're actually looking after six cats, which you may think is a little crazy, <laughs> but um, they've been really easy to deal with and really well behaved as well. Yeah, so not only do we get a place in London for free, we get to hang out with some kick-ass pets who roll around and generally act like real dorks. <laughs> they could be YouTube gold one day, I reckon. Yeah, I think we should uh, put some videos on YouTube. Just don't tell the owners about that. No, <laughs> they want some of the money. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, jump on trustedhousesitters.com or hit the link in the show notes from this episode. Take a look, because really we save so much money using house sitting, it's crazy. So we've actually made about $50 this month with our house sitting affiliate links, uh, which is great. It's a nice little bonus for us. We also have recently managed to score a couple of sponsorship deals with, with some companies. So what we have been doing is... Let's be specific. Let's, <laughs> exactly. let's name and shame. We're I am going to name it. Yeah, so we have recently signed up uh, with Lem's Barefoot Shoes. They're a fantastic company. We love Barefoots and they are going to be sending us out a couple of pairs of shoes to review. So that's a good 200 bucks worth of, of gear. Yeah. Uh, one of the things you do need to realize is sometimes you are going to get things like maybe you'll get a hotel stay for free or you'll get a pair of shoes for free. This is still income. You have to still consider that as income. Or at least savings. So yeah. if you don't consider it as an income because you're not getting actually paid, you are saving money by getting your shoes paid for. One of the other things that we got this month was we got a free tour in London. Yeah, uh, it was a nice little surprise. It was Tom's birthday and I wrote to uh, Charlie at Walk Eat Talk Eat and said, hey, we would love to do your tour. You've got a fantastic food tour. We like food. Let's hook up. And so she did. She hooked us up with two places on her East End tour. That was about... 59 pounds per person worth. So that's about $100 each. So that also goes into the kitty. $100 yeah. we didn't spend. Well, and there's two of us. So $200 worth of food tour. And when we say we didn't spend money, we didn't spend money, but we do have to work for these things. Hustle. There's yeah. a lot of hustle involved. We are still having to promote these things that we're getting for free. We have to write about them. This takes hours of our time. Photography, editing, everything. So, yeah. yeah, it's not just people handing out stuff to us for free. It's a mutual agreement where it's like, we will promote your product and in return, we just ask for a complimentary item or tour. Mm -hmm. It's an exchange. It's a business exchange. And one of the things, if you are quite new to this business, is you're going to want to know how the hell we got this stuff, right? Well, the good news is that's going to be coming up in future episodes as well. That's exactly the sort of stuff we'll be talking about. Yeah, featuring about sponsorship, pitching, and how the best ways to go about it is yeah. to get the best results. We're going to be talking to top bloggers from Planet D, uh, Deb and Dave. They're going to be coming on within the next few weeks. 
and they will be talking all about pitching. So we're going to get some really good information about them, about how to do it much better than we already do it. So you guys can learn the best ways. And so can we. And so can we. We get information <laughs> for free. Start a podcast, get information for free. Or just listen to us and get information for free. That's fine too. There you go. That's the income at the moment as of the start of January 2015. We've got some more things in the pipeline and we'll be talking about those in future episodes. So, news done. Let's get on to our interview with Deb Cole. So, welcome, Deb Cole from Coach Deb and also of TBEX fame. Welcome to the $5 Planet podcast. How are things? Thank you. Aloha, or I should say hola now since I'm in Spain. Although I'm told I'm in Catalonia, so don't tell the Catalonians that they're in Spain. They don't like to hear that. Oh, no, they don't. No. No, they're very separate. It's, it's actually very interesting. When I got here, um, first a friend of mine was like, Girona, where's Girona? I don't even know where Girona is. What are you doing? And I've learned a lot about the Catalonians and, uh, and how they are all wanting their independence. And it's just been a really, really big thing. And a lot of um, older uh, people that used to live here in Spain, actually my um, father-in-law, my sister's side uh, was talking about it. He's like, it's never going to happen. You know, we've been talking about it for decades, but the people that you talk to, I mean, everywhere from local pubs to shopping malls, just, you know, just talking to people locally. It's not just the young people that were always the revolutionaries. Now it's older people, it's business people. It's like everywhere you go, they're talking about uh, having uh, Catalonia for independence. So it's, it's pretty exciting. You see their flag flying everywhere. So it's been uh, an educational experience. Just well, everybody yeah. wants freedom. And this is what our podcast is all about. Whether yes. You know, ours is travel freedom, theirs is political freedom, but they want to be able to do things their own way. And yes. that's what we're talking about. So, yep. you know, tell us a little bit about your job in marketing. That's, do you call yourself a marketeer? Is that what it is? So what, what are you? Like a mouseketeer. Mouseketeer? Mouseketeer. Yeah, one of, one of the marketeers. Uh, um, yeah, I don't think I do. No, um, I just go by whatever everyone else calls me. And, and uh, for since I think blogging and Twitter began, it's been Coach Depp. So that's just what I go by. And it's, it, you know, I think my title changes all the time. It's anything from social media marketing to business consulting. Lately, it's been traveling. Uh, so so now I'm just saying that I'm a traveling consultant and I'm kind of touring the globe. You will consult anything, anyone any, on anything. Is that's that? right. Yes, anyone on anything, at least anything that I Within reason. That's right. Anything legal. Right. Apart from copyright infringement. Right, exactly. <laughs> that you will advise regardless. And let's not even get started on taxes, okay? Because oh, please don't. No. Oh, we don't want to do that. Okay, no. people pay your taxes, but, you know, let's not talk about them. Let's talk about something Ooh. really important that bloggers need to know about. I mentioned you have some marketing skills before. So maybe bloggers think they're bloggers, but we think bloggers are marketers, they're PR people. They have to do everything with themselves when they start out. So, you know, give us the lowdown. Why is marketing so important for blogging? Oh, and I think uh, one of the first things that comes up for me when I think about marketing and why it's important, and if, if they're, whether they're a travel blogger or any type of blogger, it's influence and persuasion. That's the most important thing. I think it's the skill that's the most transferable. The more you learn in influence, the more you learn in persuasion, persuasion and just treating people well and developing relationships with people, that's key because you mentioned PR. And that's really all PR is. It, um, we, we have a term in America. I don't know if you have it uh, where, where you guys are from, but it's uh, schmoozing. And mm -hmm. uh, it has sometimes a good connotation and sometimes a bad depending on how well someone schmoozes you. Um, but, but at the end of the day, if the person is a good schmoozer, it's they're doing it right. And all schmoozing really is, is it's the art of treating people well. And it's treating people like family or your friends. And those are the people you want to do business with. And, and we see that again and again at every conference we've ever been to, whether it's, again, sponsors wanting to meet with up with travel bloggers. They don't want to meet with somebody that they don't enjoy. So really schmoozing, PR, marketing, it's 
meeting people, connecting with them, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on Facebook or face-to-face, like at a TBEX event, and then just keeping that relationship going. I think right before we were on the podcast, we are talking about business cards. And I haven't used business cards in at least 10 years because I, I started on Twitter. It's like, you know, follow me on Twitter. Let's connect on Twitter. Because why have a one-to-one conversation when you have a one-to-many? And, and I think that's why I love Twitter since the early days. It's why I wrote, wrote the first book on it because I got super excited from a marketing and PR perspective because you can have conversations, like you and I can have a conversation on Twitter, but thousands of people are eavesdropping on your conversation. It serves as SEO for whatever keywords you're talking about. So whatever subject matter you're talking about, if there's an interest in the marketplace, they're going to find you. And I can go on and on and geek it out as from a marketing perspective about Twitter, but the search engines love current conversations. What is happening right now? That's news to them and that winds up getting bumped up in the top of search. So back in the day, it used to be all you had to do in the 90s was have a website. And then the turn of the century turned around and then it was all about blogging and all you had to, do, had to have is a blog. And pretty much if you had a blog and you were blogging regularly, you were found by media, you were found by sponsors, you were found by clients that were looking for you. Now that we're in 2015, it's a little bit different, it's a little more competitive, it's like everybody has a website, everybody has a blog, and now it's about everyone having a social media site. So whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, in, Instagram, you have to be where your clients are and where they're looking for you. So if it's media attention you're looking for, find out where your media outlets are where you want to get interviewed. And that's where you start developing those relationships. So. That's a really fabulous point because I've noticed more and more um, different discussions on when it comes down to social media. And people get really defensive if you're like, well, I think that that particular one doesn't work for me and my the people who follow us, we think it's kind of shit. So we don't really focus on it. And if people are being successful in that particular social media, they're like, what are you talking about? It's the best. You can't do it. You yeah. have to do it. You have to. Everybody has to be on Facebook. You'll just die. You'll shrivel up and die. And <laughs> No one will take you seriously if you don't have a Facebook account. And people get really hardcore about it. it, but, yes, but it they do. But it's really something that you need to decide that is important for your brand. Yes. You you hit it right on the head, Megan. It's not – and that's where when people um, – when they look at me, they're like, oh, I don't really like Twitter. I'm like, cool. And I think they don't expect that because I wrote the book on it. So they're like – they just think I'm going to be a total evangelist for Twitter. And I'm not. There were times that I just got sick and tired of Twitter and I just really wasn't on it. And I kind of stopped growing any type of relationships or anything. And you, I found my follower number stopped because I wasn't chatting anymore. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a matter of what works for you. It's sound advice for everybody and we've definitely had that experience. All those people we've got on our Facebook page, which we now don't use, mm-hmm. are sort of like it was wasted time getting all those people. Yeah. You know, we don't get interactions with them. Right. We don't really get anything back. And, right. and now, so we've cut our losses and we've moved on and we're doing other yeah. stuff. And building an email list, as I'm sure you'll be able to tell listeners about, even now in 2015, this is still the most effective way to stay in touch with your audience. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I love AWeber. I've been using them since 1999. Um, MailChimp is a great starter for people who are just getting started out and they don't want to pay anything um, for an email list. And it's, and it's simple. So I think it's up to 2,000 people and it's completely free that you can collect 2,000 email addresses using MailChimp. And again, it's free. So even if you just get started and you don't have any money to invest on all these other types of software programs and solutions, start at least with MailChimp and get people on your email email list and give them something for free. Everything you do, whether it's published on Amazon or if you're doing things on Facebook, the ultimate goal at the end of the day, everyone listening, whether you've stopped paying attention or not, pay attention right now or write this down. At the end of the day, Facebook, Amazon, your goal is to get email subscribers on your list that you own. It's like you own a house or you rent from Facebook or you rent from Amazon. So get your book on Amazon and do it for the short-lived term while people are happy and loving it before any trolls get around and then make sure there's a way that you can convert them onto your list from the book. So Amazon, even if you made 
say you only made 10% and Amazon made the lion's share, 90%, right? Not 70, 30, but to say it's only 10%, look at it like a loss leader where anything you make from it is nice. It's gravy. It pays for, you know, the production of it, but your goal is to get the people who read it on your list. That way you can market to them again and again and again, not with 97 or 97 cent products, you give them $97 product and, and continually sell them up the, um, I like to think of it as a pyramid versus a funnel, but you could think funnel, you can think pyramid, whatever your system or strategy is to constantly bring them to the next level to help them. If they need more help, you want to be the one providing it, but you want to get their name and email address on your list. Don't rely on Facebook because as we're seeing, Facebook traffic, like people paid for traffic to get fans on Facebook, and now Facebook's not showing their updates to the fans that they paid to get. But if they would have taken that next step and said, okay, great, thanks for joining, and here's the page. By the way, we're giving away XYZ, but only for our email subscribers. That's how you then graduate them to your client, your subscriber, that you own that email address, not Facebook. And then it doesn't matter what Facebook does. You know, Facebook can go out of business tomorrow, and it doesn't matter because you have all the people in your funnel, on your list. So what do you say to people who would be like, there's so many people out there, they've already got these thousands of millions of followers, how the hell can I break into this market? What would you say to someone just starting out? That's a great question, Megan. And first I would say get over the mental thing of any obstacle to prevent you doing it because that exact question, <laughs> Megan, I've been hearing for the past seven years. People are like, oh, there's already so many out there. It's, my market is flooded with whatever their, their marketplace was. I was like, and now there's millions more. So there's always going to be competition. There's always going to be someone out there, but do it sooner rather than later because trust me, a lot of the people that are out there, they're going to abandon them. If you stick to it, like I would have done with my podcast, you'll dominate. So don't worry about the competition. In fact, look at that as they've done your market research for you. If you go on YouTube and you see someone in your similar industry has a podcast and they've got thousands of views, great. That means there's a market for what you're doing. Just open it, launch it. it think about McDonald's and Starbucks. There's a million McDonald's all over the place and Starbucks all over the place, and they're literally exactly the same thing. I've seen Starbucks across the street from Starbucks. It doesn't prevent them from opening another store. People are lazy. People um, don't want to go across the street. They don't want to go down the... You know, I don't get it, but... That's a long way to go. I mean, crossing streets. Plus, you've got the jaywalking thing in America. You know, in Europe, it wouldn't be a problem. We just walk straight out in front of the traffic. But, yeah, I can see why you need two separate ones. How are you going to get That's through right. six lanes of traffic in New York? I mean, you're not, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You get a ticket for jaywalking in San Diego. So, you know, maybe it's a, it's a wise choice to have two Starbucks. You're saving money. You're saving a lot of money by going to the one on your side of the street. That's right. It pays for your coffee. That's yeah, right. It pays for your whole why month's coffee. jaywalking. <laughs> exactly. So get over the fear of there's so many out there and just think of it as that's proof that there is a listening audience waiting to hear your content. And then just be better than them. Be, be like Megan and Tom. Be more entertaining than the other podcasters talking about the same exact thing, right? Yeah, drink Baileys whilst interviewing. Exactly. I, I why not? <laughs> I just feel like I should have like a smoking jacket on though. It's yeah. We need smoking jackets. Smoking oh. jackets we're we're going to do a video podcast where we have smoking jackets in the future. I like that. You should find a smoking jacket sponsor there. That's another way to make money. Just find sponsors for everything that you do. <laughs> Every that video it? podcast episode brought to you by Smoking Jackets Inc. That's right. <laughs> now yeah, you're going to have to grab that URL. Sense. It's not available. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here's the other thing, and I think I've told you guys this, this before. It's been what I've been telling clients for the past 10 years about getting any type of video out, any type of recording out, any type of course out, whether it was YouTube or whatever, your first video will be your worst video. Your first podcast will be your worst podcast. So just get it over with and just do it. 
And that way it'll get better and better and better over time. And, and don't worry about the people who criticize you in the beginning. It means they're listening. <laughs> so just give them good content and let them criticize you. It means they were listening. That's right. <laughs> they might not be listening anymore. <laughs> good distinction, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we've got like one download from them. So that's, that's, that's good. Right, that's right. They we can add place. that to our marketing plan and you know, yeah. we can get sponsors well, through that. Well, in the PR industry, you know, you, you see movies or anything that gets slammed or there's controversy around. And what does that do in the mind of the person who just heard that? Oh, my God. Kim Kardashian's ass got so much traffic. Like, Literally and figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's negative. Negative news sells, unfortunately. Look at all the newspapers. So, unfortunately, even – and that's why in the PR industry they say no press is bad press. Now, I personally disagree with that. There are, There's definitely – and if anyone's ever heard of Amy's Baking Company and watch Gordon Ramsay, you see that there, you know, there is such a thing as bad publicity. They were just horrible. They cursed at their listeners and their viewers and the people that were like the Yelpers. So, yeah, there is such a thing as bad publicity. But if it's just – mention and it might be negative people are curious and that's a marketing strategy if you raise curiosity people are like I want to check this out I want to decide for myself are they crap or are they entertaining and they're gonna check you out so even if people get criticism or bad publicity especially if they're talking about it through their journal or their publication super it means they're talking about you so don't worry about what everyone else is saying or thinking just be awesome keep delivering awesome content and know who you are talking to. Like Tom and Megan, you guys have a distinct audience that might be very different from another podcaster's audience. You know your market and you be who you guys are to attract them and they're going to be your loyal raving fans. Well, that's why we're drinking during the recording of the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> These guys know that we're not going to be professional. <laughs> uh, it, even in our About Us video on our website, it's like quite clear. We say we're not really that professional, so enjoy. Enjoy our complete farce. <laughs> yeah, that's what we'll be doing. We'll, uh, we'll just be having a bit of a laugh. Uh, yeah, and then people will see, wow, you can actually be successful and not have to wear a suit and tie. Go figure. Yeah, shit, I'm in my underwear right now. <laughs> that's your own smoking jacket. Uh, no, I was, but it's oh. so hot in here. And I don't, I don't have any cigarettes, so I'm like, well, there's no point wearing the smoking jacket. I'm not getting sponsored yet, that's so right. I don't that's see true. the point. Wear nothing until you get sponsored by someone. <laughs> Shit, that's a really good way of getting sponsorship. If I walk out <laughs> naked everywhere and say, until someone sponsors me, this is what you're going to get. <laughs> that's I'll a good strategy, Tom. Yeah, I'll be sending photos to marketing people, like of me yeah. just walking around naked I and saying, you, if you right? want the photos to stop. We're in Europe <laughs> in the winter at the moment. It's probably not the best thing to walk outside naked. Oh, true. Oh, Things might not fun. appear as you may wish them to in the cold. I think uh, a story about that, someone getting frostbitten because, yeah. So oh. yeah, I would do that. And not, <laughs> a, not a frostbitten on the end, surely. No, yep. Oh. <laughs> yep. oh, okay. I'm going to have to rethink this strategy. I know. Uh, it might not be the best. Maybe you start with a scarf and then go from there. Just a sock at least. Yes. Yeah, just a sock. <laughs> Single warming sock. A very, very long sock, maybe? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, a tripod sock. Oh, tripod <laughs> Oh, that reminds me of your nickname, yes, from a press trip we went on. <laughs> yeah, it does. This isn't getting in the episode, but you know, it should. It should. People it should. would be interested to know That's about true. that, but uh, it, it won't. It won't get in there. How you got your nickname? <laughs> people, totally forgotten about that. People know from the nickname why I have that nickname. Let's not talk about the origins of the story. There we go. Details, details. Let's just leave the name as it is, and people can figure out their own story. Okay, we're going to take a quick break from talking to Coach Deb to talk about one of the things that we use to help our productivity. Yeah, one of the big things with blogging is you really need to work smarter, not harder. And one of the ways of doing this is using particular programs and tools to make life easier when it comes to social media sharing. 
Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about buffer, which is something we use literally every day. Although, in a sense, we don't use it every day because it works by itself. We set it up and then it goes off and does its own thing. Yeah, so if you haven't used Buffer before, what it is, uh, you can actually sign up for free for this particular one. And uh, you can add your social media, so Facebook, uh, Twitter, Google+. Also, if you have a LinkedIn account, you can add that there. And what you can do is you can, in advance, set up a whole bunch of tweets to go out, Facebook posts to go out, you can add pictures into them, you can add your hashtags and everything can be pre-organized to go out and you schedule dates to have them uh, go out into the social media world. Yeah, and if you pay for the premium version, which is only about $12 a month, so it's pretty affordable, uh, you can actually schedule stuff like months in advance. So if you know that there's like a festival, a special event coming up in June, then you can schedule some old content from the previous year, they'll auto post in May, and you don't even have to think about it. It's just done. And that's what we want, really, as bloggers and as online professionals. You just want stuff done. You don't want to have to worry about every little detail all the time. Yeah. So if you do set up the free account, you only can have a limit of nine posts lined up, uh, which really isn't that effective if you do have regular sharing on social media. So we went for the $12 a month one, started with free, upgraded to $12 a month, and you can just do unlimited posts. So if you happen to feature Christmas markets, you can have all of your posts ready to go by the time it's next Christmas and not even have to think about it. Yeah, uh, it should be noted, we found that with Facebook auto-posting, it did affect the amount of impact we had and the amount of people that saw the post. Uh, it's very difficult to say with all the changes that have been happening on Facebook, whether that was just down to Buffer or whether it was down to Facebook as well. We don't use Facebook anymore, but just saying you should probably do a bit of research on that. If you're mainly going to use it for Facebook, it might not be as effective, but if you are using it just for Twitter, it's amazing and we use it all the time. And Google Plus as well. And Google Plus. Yeah, really good for both of those. For all the links and show notes for this episode, just jump on 5dollarplanet.com and enter in podcast 001 in the search box. For the complete plan to more affordable travel, also tune in to Travel Thursdays on the $5 Planet. And now back to our interview with Coach Deb Cole. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you make enough money to be able to have a flexible on-the-road job? Okay, so there's a couple things that I did a couple years ago, and I've changed a few things, but I would strongly advise people if they could do the same type of pattern or system, I would do it. Um, and that was creating software as a service. So people weren't just buying my products as a one-off. And then you have to keep selling products, keep selling products. So what we would find that in the industry, you would sell a product, and, and that could be any type of information marketing product. It could be teaching someone how to do webinars, how to use Facebook. It could be how to incorporate your business, how to save on taxes, whatever it is. But what we found is people in that type of industry had to keep selling a product. So they would have a launch, but then a couple months later, they're like, well, that was great, but now we need to do something to earn income. So sat down in a, in a mastermind session, and we're like, all right, what could we do that would be produce ongoing monthly revenue. So we created software as a service. It was actually one of the first sites ever that would automate your blogging efforts. So for everyone that just didn't want to be bothered with learning how to create a blog, install WordPress, get plugins, update it, all of that, they basically just got the service and then install it automatically installed for them. And then every month they just paid a nominal fee. And for us, it was great because once they started using it and not worrying about it, it was ongoing um, profit for our company. So that was one of the best strategies I think I've ever done as far as launching something. Instead of thinking product, think long-term monthly revenue. And then you just keep providing them a service that's valuable and something that 
takes the load off of them. So anything that you can do as a do it for them, anything that you can take technology off of their shoulders is going to be something that um, the marketplace will want. Because that's the first strategy. When you're thinking about creating some type of product, everyone's like, well, if I do this, it's going to work. If I do that, it's going to work. No. At the end of the day, if you create a product that people want, that's what's going to make you money. So you have to test your marketplace first. And I'm telling you, kind of the advanced little shortcut there. If you pro create something that is done for you type of a service for the business owner, um, that will just get scooped up, especially if you're really good at it, if you have a niche, if you niche, if you have um, a specialty, if you do it better than anybody else. Um, and our clientele was the small business owner, the small mom and pop, whether it was chiropractor, attorney, doctors, people that had a service and they didn't want to have to do anything to do with tech. So um, for a tip for your audience, if they're thinking about doing something, think of something that can be ongoing residual month after month um, that allows you to get the client once and then just take care of them and nourish them throughout the year. Mm, any sort of subscription service. You see them all over the internet now. That stuff's stuff exploding. Yes. And 2015, yes. it's going to keep going. And We're definitely working at, at some sort of information product as well. Right. right now. That's yeah. um, one of our plans, one of the many millions of plans that we have <laughs> because someone said, oh, maybe you should do a podcast as well. Oh, that seems to take up some time. That was. <laughs> well, and right there, person. so that that's another piece of advice I've been giving clients that, um, that are they have something entertaining or they have something of public interest for people is podcasting. Um, I started it years ago and then I just kind of abandoned it and I wish I didn't because I can't even imagine what it would be like if we just kept producing content. Um, but we stopped because it, it like, but now it's like it's, it has this resurgence for the past year or two. And the biggest thing that I've seen the popularity of people downloading podcasts is that cars are now suitable so that you can get the podcast. Whereas years ago when we were doing it, you had to have an iTunes account or you had to have something special to listen to the podcast. It wasn't easily accessible. And now in 2015, it is extremely accessible. Technology is being created to accommodate podcast listening. So this is just that, um, you know, if you look at that bell-shaped curve, it's that peak, that tipping point that we've reached. Whereas before it was early adopters. Do you yeah. think that podcasting is going to be bigger than YouTube? in the near future, is it going to be the new way that people connect with an audience? Uh, yes, and perhaps compatible because vid it's two different types of medium. So it's for people that are watching YouTube, that's become their TV uh, watching. Like I was uh, celebrating holidays actually kind of early before I started going to Europe. Um, I saw my nephews and they just went, instead of watching a series or a movie, they just went from one YouTube video to another, to another, to another. And an hour later, instead of watching one episode of one show, it was like 10 to 12 YouTube series. So YouTube, I think, is going to be the medium of choice. And that's actually a great tip for people if they don't have a YouTube channel to get a YouTube channel and start delivering content in small bite-sized pieces. Don't think long shows. Think two minutes, three minutes, five minutes. No more than that because people sit down and they want things in bite-sized pieces when they're taking a break or just when they're surfing. Whereas podcasting, you think about that as delivering content in just audio format so it's so much easier to produce and it's easily absorbable in a commute. So that's why I recommend for people, if they're going to do a podcast, do a 20 to 30 minute podcast or a 40 to 60 minute because based on a person's commute to work. Um, yeah. Average in America is a 40 minute to an hour commute, um, whether they're in New York, they're taking the subway um, or a bus or if they're actually driving. Um, but there's also you know, a large group in America that commutes to work, but it's no more than like a 10, 20 minute um, ride. So if you give them an hour long podcast and they only have 20 minutes, 
then for them it's frustration because now they've got to wait to get back to work to finish your podcast and they might not even get it to the entire thing in a day. Um, so think bite-sized pieces, which is much more manageable for the new podcaster to think, oh, I could do a 15, 20-minute show. Um, and, and think 20 minutes because if you get sponsors, they'll fill in those gaps where you take a break and then you have a sponsor break or a word from your sponsor. Yeah. And that pays for you to do the podcast. So, I mean, you'd say as far as media marketing and new media marketing goes in 2015, we are looking at YouTube and podcasting. This is the new way to go to get out there and contact your audience. Absolutely. And it's not just the new way. It's just the way that's the most popular now. And we're seeing downloads just off the off the charts compared to what it used to be. Um, so that's what's interesting is before it was very, very easy to get new and, and uh, noteworthy. It was very, very easy to get listeners. Um, we also recommended people launch their podcast around November, December because everyone was buying iPads at the time, right? Or iPods and they're looking for content. So before it was super easy to get listeners because and, and to get to the top of the chart because there weren't that many podcasts. Now there's a bunch of podcasts. So now you have competition. So now you have to think quality, right? But mm. at the same time, even though the competition is there, there's so many more people there listening. I think before there were more producers of podcasts, and now there's more listeners. So hey, well, that's again, good, right? The pros and cons. That's right. <laughs> it's exactly. good to know people are actually going to listen to these things. Than Absolutely. And and just uh, to piggyback on YouTube, just to touch on that as well, that superseded TV viewing. So again, what I saw with my nephews watching is not uh, it's it's the norm. It's the norm now. People are just going to YouTube for their entertainment, which is really cool. Yeah, so this is good for other bloggers listening in. If they are doing their own marketing in 2015, when they're approaching people and companies, they can say, look, we do all the media. We are new media. We're in it. We're yeah. doing it. We're not just writing a few blog posts for you. There will be photographs. We'll do a little video clip. Yes. Uh, there might even be a mention in the podcast. You've got it all. That's the package. You offer it as one thing. And that company is going to come back and go, well, these guys offer all this extra stuff, not just a blog post. I think we'll go with them. Yes. Yes. That's brilliant, Tom. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You, you distinguish yourself by offering things that other people aren't offering yet. Let them copy you. You'll, you set the trend, right? You don't wait for other people to do it and wait for it to be, oh, this is really popular. Do it first. And if other people have done it, then do it better. <laughs> you know, find a way to, to be different and better. Yeah. Doing it better. That's the way to go. That's right. <laughs> this is rule number one for blogging, right? Just do it better. Right. And so, so we're going to, we're going to uh, piggyback. It's not just do it. It's do it. Just do it better. <laughs> yeah. There. Now it's our own. <laughs> yeah. yeah we didn't, we didn't I don't, I don't think Nick Nike will go after us. No. That, that's our new tagline. No, no it's I'm all right. Kidding. We'll tell them it was a sponsorship mention and we've recommended their product. That's and right. they should send us some money. That's yeah. right. <laughs> the royalty check is in the mail, I'm sure. Because <laughs> yeah. he's only wearing a sock. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Nike sock. It right? is. It's yeah. Sock. It's a very tastefully placed Nike sock. <laughs> All right. Now, we met you at TVEX. Yes. And so you're working with TVEX. And for anyone who doesn't know, TVEX is the largest uh, media event for travel bloggers in the world. People meet up, bloggers meet up, we network, we have a good time. It's really awesome. It, in fact, stands for Travel Bloggers Exchange. Well, there you go. So it is an exchange of ideas and personalities and alcohol. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> awesome. And, of course, sponsors that come there to meet all the travel bloggers, which is what is the most exciting thing, I think, for most travel bloggers. Um, it, it's, I think of it like a matchmaking service where we bring the travel bloggers together with the sponsors and the people who want to meet them, and we let them meet. It's just like matchmaking. If there's a connection and there's chemistry, then great. If not, they move, they move to the next table with the, the um, speed networking. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, move on. If you don't like them, date someone else. Come yeah. on. That's, that's right. That's, that's right. Yeah, and, and I actually was really excited to have met you guys on um, not only at TBEX, but then the press trip afterwards. And uh, like I was telling you, the, the one time I think we were coming from the top of one of the mountains and we we're just 
it's curve after curve after curve and I heard you guys chatting and it was right after we were talking about podcasting and I just I was trying to take a little nap and I was like this is great I feel like I have my headset on and I'm listening to my favorite podcast and I, I had to turn around on that little Mercedes bus and tell you guys like what you're doing right now is a podcast you guys are entertaining um, you, you're, you're giving little travel hacks and I was trying to make a mental note of it and that was it I was like I have to wake up and make a note on my phone because what you guys were sharing for different travel hacks and cheap ways to travel was just awesome and I've since used a lot of different tips that you guys have talked about from um, getting last minute airfare. I recently got a trip from Barcelona to Florida for $333. Nice. I was pretty stoked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. be. So there you go. You know, our podcast is worth waking up for. It totally is. That's a tagline. <laughs> yes, it really is. It really is. And you guys are entertaining. So I'm excited to listen to all your podcasts. Yeah, well, we're going to be talking a lot of shit over the next few months and maybe the next few years, you know, if it's successful. Who can say? But yeah, it was cool to meet up with you at TBEX, and this is where we made a lot of contacts, and now we're getting really serious about trying to make some money doing the blogging thing. Serious? Yeah, we're getting, oh, wow. We're getting semi-serious. Semi-serious, okay, all right. Semi-serious, semi-serious, that I'll believe, maybe. Actually, that's something that's probably pretty important to talk about with the TBEX conferences. It's a big opportunity, like you said, there's the speed dating where you get to talk to the sponsors who come in, but there's also quite a lot of bloggers there that you can talk to from every every single stepping stone of the blogging world. So someone who has just you know heard WordPress exists to someone who's been doing it for years and has actually turned this into a career. Um, we found that at the TBEX Athens that we went to, a few people were kind of intimidated to walk up to these to the bigger bloggers and say, hey, um, do you have any sort of tips or anything that you could recommend to people to be like, have a cup of concrete, harden up, and go talk to some. You know, that's um, it's interesting. I'm glad you brought that up, Megan, because I was having a conversation with Gary Arndt. He's an award-winning photojournalist, right? He's a photographer, and he puts all of his pictures out on Instagram. He's got a million followers, and you know, he's got all these social media channels. And he says that people don't come up and just ask them questions and talk to them. They're, they're intimidated. And it's interesting because if you have that mentality that, oh, my gosh, that person's too big. I have so many followers. I'm just this lowly beginner blogger. Just stop thinking like that and have conversations with people and and do your research too. Like do it ahead of time. And if you've been following Gary for the longest time, like tell him about things that you have seen that you like, or maybe you have a specific question about how he captured a shot. Like this is most of these people out there that are doing it as a career, they're doing it because they love it, right? It's a hobby for them. It's a passion for them. It's something that they enjoy doing. It's not really a job that they have to go to, right? This is a career choice that they decided to do a lot of different things, like sell a house and, you know, quit their jobs, right? To go travel full time. And it's something that they love to talk about. And yet if you're intimidated and you don't go up to people, well, guess what? Everyone is intimidated. So get that thinking away. And and even just the other thing, um, I, I remember being taught when I first got into my like when first careers, long time ago. And I went to this chamber of commerce meeting and someone said, just be the host. You are just as afraid to talk to someone else at a party as they are to talk to you. So keep that in mind and then be the host. So from that point forward, every networking event that I went to, every little party that I went to, the second I got there and was like, oh, I don't know anybody. I don't like this. I'm uncomfortable. I would think, well, if I were the host, what would I do? And I would completely change my mentality. I'd walk up to people. I'd, I'd actually welcome them. I'm like, yeah, welcome to the party. How'd you hear about it? 
<laughs> and it was such an, a different reframe, but I felt so much better. And people loved it. They appreciated it. Like their eyes lit up. Like they went from these like scared, you know, squirrels in the corner of like, oh, nobody talked to me, but please talk to me. Nobody talked to me, but please talk to me. To, oh, someone's talking to me and now I can get engaged in a conversation. It's why they're there, right? So yeah. be the host. If I could give you any piece of, one piece of advice from this whole podcast is be the host at these parties. Go up to anyone you want to talk about. What's the worst? They can reject you. Why do they walk away from you? Well, if they do, then screw that, right? Like talk to somebody else. Oh, I don't know. They could flick you in the balls or something. <laughs> I don't think they are. You're wearing a sock, remember? I don't think they're going to do that. <laughs> well, it's going to be easier for them to target me if I'm wearing a sock. That's this is the true. things that I worry about. See, and that's just not going to happen. See, but that is, that's just, what you just described is everyone's thinking the worst case scenario and the worst case scenario just doesn't happen. People don't flick you in the tip. Look, this is what we've got to say to listeners here. Don't assume you're going to get flicked in the balls. You're not going to. And what do you care? You're frostbitten, so you won't even feel it. So it doesn't even matter. <laughs> yeah. It depends where I'm going for these parties. Uh, but in, in London, I would be bull numb. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they do it in London, but they don't do it other places. They do here, actually. There's a little tradition called stealth plums, which you may or may not want to know about, but I've had enough Baileys to tell the story. Oh, um, it's a special tradition. When you're in a busy nightclub or bar where it's, it's like elbow to elbow sort of room, um, you let one of the plums, one of the male <laughs> items, dangle outside of your flies, and you just walk around everywhere. It's, it's quite freeing, obviously. Um, and the point being that most people don't look down. When you're in a room where you're elbow to elbow, people aren't going to be staring down, because it's going to be really obvious if they are, yeah? Hmm. So how long can you walk around with your plums out? And the answer is really quite a long time. So. If you're at T-Bex in the future, oh, and it's Jesus. really busy... I so recommend it. Well, you know, you're going to be the one who's... As you say, all publicity is good publicity. If someone does spot it, you know, you just laugh it up. You know, you're, then you're like the king of the party. This is like when we were on the press list. Nobody wanted to go to the bathroom in the woods because they knew there were 15 other photographers with these telephoto <laughs> lenses. So <laughs> your luck would be you'd be at one of these TBEX parties and some photographer would catch it. But like you said, that might be good for your podcast, Tom, because that's your brand. So yeah, do yeah. it. I dare you. <laughs> so if you're like family travel, don't do stealth plants. But if you're stuff. a bit risque like us and don't really give a shit what people think, that's then right. fucking go ahead, do it. You can you guys have some weird traditions. You take the piss in England, you have some plum thing. I mean, it's very interesting. Yeah, but very bad teeth, apparently, you know, all, this, all these weird American stereotypes. I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, we do take the piss, but we don't keep it. We no. just, we, we take it briefly and then we pour it away. Oh, that's good to know. You're recycling. Yeah. The people are so going to believe you. They, they're going to think that's a true story. Yeah, people are going to think that's... We collect urine. When when I go out to places, I collect urine it's from It's a British thing. It's, it's the way that we say hello. You know, yeah. cats sniff each other's butts and we collect urine. And it's really important if you do come here and you're in a bar, if you don't collect someone's urine, people will start looking at you and you might get thrown out. You might even get deported from England. So this is really important advice. Always bring some sort of receptacle to collect urine from people. And you know, this is going to be like the travel podcast of like myths and trends that you'll start 50% of this show is completely made up can you guess which 50% we cannot be held we cannot be held financially or liably responsible for any of this because we warned you that half of it's just made up half is just taking the piss yeah collecting the urine as we call it in England so what is on the cards for coach Deb in 2015 oh what, what what's on the cards for coach Deb is no plans and it's been a fascinating experience because I've always 
I had a plan for my life, just everything. And then I found out plans are just, they're just shit. You know, like you have your plan and then life doesn't turn out how you plan. And then what I found is that I lived a year with no plans or I just kind of said, all right, what's, what's, what's going to be for Coach Deb today or this week or this month? And now that I gave up my lease a couple months ago and started traveling, it's really like that. And then, yeah, it's just going to be speaking, writing, and traveling. That's going to be 2015 for me. Yeah. So you think uh, this year is the year of travel freedom for you? It totally is. It totally is. And, and it's interesting because when I moved to Hawaii from New Jersey, again, complete opposite side of the country in America, but yet still in America, um, you know, I thought that was elaborate and like people just thought I was crazy for doing this. Like, do you have family out there? No. Do you have a job out there? No. I'm like, it's like, why are you going? I'm like, because I can. Like, why not? Yeah, why not? Like, let's just do it. So that was certainly a big adventure. Um, but I didn't leave the island for two years. And then when I did, then I started speaking and traveling all over. That began my life of traveling, but I always had a home base. You know, I could be traveling for three weeks. Um, I did a tour around Australia from Sydney to Melbourne to Perth. Went all the way to Perth, found out that Australia was a bigger country than I imagined. I thought it was like Texas. No, I found it was like the continent of North America. Yes. <laughs> I was like, five hours. That's like going from New York to California. They're like, yep. I was like, wow. So, you know, I started learning different places that I'd go to, Singapore and Japan. And but I, So Australia did a three... Um, a three city speaking tour. So I wasn't going to keep coming back to America. I just toured around Australia and lived there. And that was great. But I still, that month, I still had a week, you know, that I would come home and I could file things away and get the books that I bought on my journey on a bookshelf. So the, what's different about this is I will have no bookshelf. I have to go totally digital. There will be no receipts to file. I just have to take pictures of them and file them into, you know, my hard drive. So this is the year of really going digital. And like you said, the travel freedom, I love that you use that word. Um, because that's exactly how it feels. It's just so freeing that I don't have to go home because I'm paying rent at some specific location somewhere in America. Yeah, um, I think people feel like having possessions is what gives them an identity, but yes. I think my identity comes from not having possessions. Yes. I'm really free now. I don't have to worry like, oh, I've got to go home because so-and-so is going on or the cat's there. Yeah. I feel a lot more free. So much more and, and yes, and you as you start packing and you narrow things down to what you absolutely must have, you definitely go into that whole like separation anxiety of your stuff and your things. And when I move, I begin to really hate stuff. And I yeah. don't even like shopping. I'm just like, I don't want to buy any stuff, you know? No. Um, so it is interesting, the relationship we have to stuff and to things. Um, I actually did my college dissertation about the uh, psychology of things and the things we own. And so it's interesting that now I'm going into this journey of the things we do not own, but yet the experiences that we get to enjoy. Um, so we that, get yeah, to own those experiences. And I think they're a lot more yes. valuable than the physical products we own. I agree, 100%. Yes. Decor. Yes. If there's anything that people listening to this can take away from every episode, I hope, is mm -hmm. that this sort of lifestyle, if you haven't lived it before, it's, yeah, it, you do feel free. It's not called travel freedom for no reason. It really does. It, you're just like, wow, I can just do what I want now. Yeah. yeah. The weight is lifted. Mm -hmm. the, the ball and chain is removed. And whether that's your wife who's been ditched or whether you've just, <laughs> you know, you've got a much smaller suitcase now. You know, yeah. it is, it's gone. You don't have to yes. wait till the weekend to go to the pub. No, right. Because you go on whatever night you want. Yeah. Well, Gary Arndt, I had mentioned him before. He's the one who, when we were at, in, at TBEX, we were at one of the Expedia part, sponsored parties. It was kind of a rainy night. And like everyone was giving me, oh, well, the pros and cons and think about if you're going to do this thing. And he just looks at me and goes, just do it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. You know, it was just so simple. And and then another thing he said to me, he goes, one day you're going to wake up and realize you're always free. And it just hit home to me. I'm like, damn, that's profound. And it's so true because I think we're we're raised in a certain 
pattern and we think a certain way because we, the culture that we were brought up in that we can or can't do certain things. And once you start traveling and you realize there's this freedom that you have, it's, yeah, you wake up and you're like, wow, I was always free. I just never acted upon it. And I think when you travel full time, you realize how free we really are. And that stuff is the stuff that imprisons us. It keeps us in a box. It keeps us in a prison. Um, so this is really, really, really interesting. That's travel's not new to me, but this whole travel full time with one bag, well, one suitcase. And then of course a you know, a briefcase and <laughs> it's okay. You're getting there. But yeah, yeah. You're learning. We're going carry on only this month. So, you know, we'll yeah. tell you about it. I can't and... wait to see you guys do that. And that's my goal. I, I want to do that. Um, so I think, I think you do go through a process, you know, this evolution of it. And, and, uh, as I go through that, I'm just going to be sharing that with all my friends on my blog and, um, my friends still can't believe I'm traveling without a round brush. So there's that. <laughs> People think, Oh, well shit, if I leave home, I'm not going to have a toaster anymore and stuff like that. And shit, you don't need a toaster. I've grilled bread. In a grill, I have. I managed to have toast without a toaster. Yeah, you don't have to have one. It's not that important in your life. No. Plus, believe it or not, other people in the world and other places have toasters, <laughs> so you can toast your bread in many different ways in yes, many different countries. So give up the fucking toasters, people. Leave them at home. Throw them in the bin. You can always buy another toaster when you get home. They only cost like ten bucks. Like really? seriously. Yeah. That's what it's, I want people to go away with. To get Sell to your trash toaster. toaster. Trash it. Bin it. Get rid of it. That's your first step. Take action today. Your first step on leaving home and getting out is throwing away your toaster and realizing you can eat bread in different ways. <laughs> All right. But yes, Deb, thanks for joining us today here on the $5 Planet podcast. We've talked a load of shit and we've also come up with some really good stuff and we appreciate you helping us out and giving us lots of cool information. Yeah. So if anybody listening wants to know more about you and catch up with you, where do they go on the interweb? Uh, best place is to tweet me at Coach Deb and tag your show, $5 Planet, and that way I'll know they listen to this show and then I will uh, engage with them. And then they can go to CoachDebsAdventures.com to see what I'm up to. Awesome. Nice. Okay, homework assignment for today. Research social media. Just because you've been signed up to Facebook for a bajillion years doesn't mean that that's necessarily going to be the best place for you and your online business. So just get out there, have a look around, and just see what else you can find. Have a play with a few of the different platforms. They might be a little weird to use at first, but some of these places are really good to find new followers. Yeah, we signed up with everything when we were starting out. And now we've refined that to mainly focus on Twitter, Pinterest, and Trover. Trover's like Instagram for travel, because these ones just work better for us than Facebook ever did. Facebook might be the best one for you, so don't just quit it straight away, but do see what else is out there before you put all your eggs in one basket. More links to all of those social media accounts and more recommendations are on the show notes. Thanks for joining us on the $5 Planet Travel Podcast. Join us again on Thursdays for our complete plan to more affordable travel. We'll also be sharing $5 food and fun tips for our feature destination. So don't miss it. Or join us again next Monday for Money Mondays, where we'll be sharing yet more expert advice on how to build a sustainable online income. Remember to tweet your questions and comments to at $5travel with the number five. Or visit us on $5planet.com to find the show notes and links from today's episode. I'm Tomo. And I'm Maxie. Catch us again on Mondays and Thursdays on the $5 Planet. Bye for now.